so what we're going to do now is we're going to look at the screen and we're going to continue and we're in the last part of this letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the Ephesians. And Ephesians uh, is found, or Ephesus is a city. It's found in what would be today Turkey, but in that time of Paul, it was in Asia Minor. And uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to look at a few verses today. We're going to check out this idea of the armor of God. If you look at the verses up there, the armor of God. And I'll show you today a little um, example of the different pieces of armor, the weapons that were used uh, by a Roman soldier. And Paul's going to tap into those weapons and he's going to show us as Christians that we also have uh, this equipment. Amen. So uh, let's stand and we're going to look at the verses up there. We're at the end, at the end of this book. So um, we're looking at how uh, we saw and we'll look at uh, what we talked about a little bit last week and is that we're in a spiritual warfare, right? So here's what Paul is saying to the church at uh, Ephesus. He says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you might, may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm, stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, in all circumstances take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit, with all prayer and uh, supplication, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, which is good news. Thank you again. Thank you for this. Time. Uh, we ask that, uh, that you bless our time uh, reading your word, uh, trying to understand and explain. Uh, what it means to us. Believers in Jesus Christ. And thank you again for this wonderful morning. Thank you again for all that you're going to do. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So I'm going to have... I'm going to have, and I'm just going to briefly look and see which you guys don't mind. 
Roman soldier here? Well, Paul is going to use and talk about armor. So first is the hel- there's the helmet right there. This, this whole thing right here is called the breastplate. It protected the core body. Then you have the belt. There's a belt right here, a shield, right, a sword, and then shoes. You see that? So what Paul's going to do here is he's going to explain, using the analogy of a soldier, what it's like to be a Christian warrior. Okay, so remember last week we, we settled the fact that the Christian faith is continually being threatened by our enemy. In the Christian faith, the enemy of all is Satan, is the devil, okay? The evil one. So what we established last week is that we as Christians are in a spiritual battle. We're in spiritual warfare. There is an adversary. And our adversary, the devil, hates everything that is good. Everything that is holy. Everything that is right. So what Paul is asking the Christian church to do is to be on alert, to be ready, to be prepared, because he's coming, our enemy. And sometimes we don't know how he's going to come. Sometimes he comes uh, deceitfully. He hides, he lies, right? So we're not ready. So he's asking us then that we should have armor and that he's provided this armor for us and so uses the analogy of these pieces, we're going to look at them again, but as you look at the Roman soldier, he says, like for instance, that we're to wear the helmet, okay, or we're to have a shield, or a sword, our shoes. Everything is important. So you could also use, instead of a Roman soldier, right, you could use also an example of maybe a football player or a baseball player. So baseball player goes to bat, he's got his bat, and he's going to face a, a ball coming at him at 100 miles an hour. He has a helmet. Sometimes he wears protective gear on his body in case the ball hits him. So the Lord is preparing us and wants us to understand that we also have armor and we can also be protected. So look at verse 13. It says, Therefore, having done all that is to take up the whole armor of God, wearing it, we, we put it on, we wear it. Why? That you might be able to withstand in the evil day. So Paul is saying, because we have an enemy, there's going to be days of evil. There's going to be days of wickedness. So we should be able to stand. How does he say it? Having done all to stand firm, Stand. So the Christian posture is standing. This is our position. Not sitting, not laying down, not just, you know, wandering around. The Christian position, the Christian posture is we're ready. When something comes at us, evil or a spiritual warfare, what is he saying? We don't run. We don't run, we face it. 
We face it. We look at it. We are aware of it. Okay? We don't leave. We don't surrender. We know that we have equipment. We know that we have weapons. Spiritual weapons, okay? So don't confuse it with the Christian is supposed to fight people, you know? Last night I watched a boxing match. Two boxers that are really good. And you could see the determination in each one of them in spite of the fact that they were getting hurt. They had decided, I'm in this fight. I'm in this battle. And come what comes, I'm ready. So it means that we are aware ahead of time that that's our position, that we are ready for whatever our enemies, Satan in this case, the devil, whatever he brings us, we're ready. Okay, you guys see that? So what do you do after you've done all to stand? According to the script, the verses up there. Stand. <laughs> Keep standing. You do everything to stand. You take your position. And then we notice something that we uh, have weapons. Now, he uses the analogy. Let me go to the, um, the video, the picture again. He uses the analogy, uh, and I'll read it to you. He says, having fastened the belt. I have a belt on today. It keeps my pants on, <laughs> right? The belt. Well, for the Roman soldier, it keeps the, the equipment on, right? I'll talk a little bit about that. But he compares the belt to truth. Having on the belt of truth. So he's using it as a, an analogy. And having the breastplate. So this is equipment from here. Covers the shoulders all the way to the belt. There's a strong, hardened leather protection. What to protect? We'll see in a minute. But he says, the breastplate of righteousness. Okay, what is righteousness? Righteousness is a standard. For instance, God is called the righteous one. Why? Because he's right. He has no ability to do wrong. God has no ability to lie, cheat, those things that we would do wrong. He does not have. So we wear righteousness, right? He's, he's right. What does that make us if he's the only one that's truly right? Makes us wrong. Because his standard is so high, okay? So now then he talks about shoes, right? The soldier has shoes on. So these are not very strong shoes. I can get in and out of them really easy. They're slippers. But if I go to war, if I go to the mountains and I'm fighting and I have these on, what's probably going to happen is something like this. Oh, oh, and I'm going to be without shoes. So what are the shoes for? We're going to see that in a minute. The shoes work and have a purpose. And then he talks about in all circumstances, verse 6, take the shield of faith. So there's a shield. Notice the shield right here. It's pretty large. It covers mo and what, most of what he would do is he would put it in front of him. If there were arrows coming, he would protect himself. Hide behind the shield. Okay, he calls that faith. We hide behind the shield of faith. And then he talks about the helmet. The helmet of salvation. Then he talks about a sword. If this was a Star Wars, this would be my sword. 
right? The sword. By the way, the sword is the only weapon that's offensive. You use it to attack back. It could also be used to defend. Because if they come with a sword, you can block. But you have other things. Notice that all the other weapons are for defense. Whereas the sword is for offense. To attack. And what does he compare the sword to? The word of God. Sharp. Right? So what, here's what I want you to see. And we're going to look at one of these uh, just for a moment, each of them. Paul is taking the weapons and he's implying that each weapon, right, is what we can use, spiritually speaking, to understand how to defend or how to stand against the, the devil, our enemy, okay? So again, let me say it again. The belt of truth, the belt, that little thing right there, belt. Then we have the breastplate right here. We have the shoes. We have the shield. And then what is the next one? The helmet. That's a kind of fancy helmet, huh? You see the little feathers? You know what they're for? They identify the soldier to what regiment he belongs to. So what general he serves. They would know by the, the little top, the Roman soldier. So Paul, by the way, Paul, when he's writing this, he's imprisoned. And he's being guarded by a Roman soldier. He's actually chained to one. So Paul's in prison writing this letter, and he, he's seeing this soldier every day. So he builds a, an analogy of the spiritual warfare. So let's remember a couple things. When we become Christians, what does that mean? When we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, the one who forgives us of our sins, the one who died on the cross, sacrificed his life and made a payment for our sins so that we could become Christians, we could belong to the family of God, belong to him. We become members of a new kingdom. So we come out of the kingdom of darkness and we go into the kingdom of light. So he has a kingdom, an eternal kingdom. And we're warriors in that kingdom. We're soldiers in that kingdom. We have weapons, all right? So let's look at a couple of things. Again, the belt does what? It secures, right? I tighten my belt real tight and then my pants don't fall down. Can you imagine how embarrassing it would be that you're fighting and all of a sudden your pants go down to your ankles and you're tripping all over your pants, right? So the belt supports, supports, right? It secures, it holds something together. And what Paul is saying that the belt is, is, is truth. The belt is truth. We have to have the truth. It supports us. It's what keeps everything Together. You know, Jesus said in his uh, preaching when he was here, he said, I am the truth. I am the way. I am the life. And so truth, because then when he was in a, remember he had been taken to court 
They were trying to find fault. They were trying to find something wrong or criminal about him. And when he made that statement uh, that he was truth, Pilate said, which was the ruler the, at that time, what is truth? Can we make up our own truth or is truth absolute? Right? There, are there things that are true whether you're from the United States or whether you're from some other country? Truth is truth. And so Jesus said he was true. So what supports us, what holds everything together for the Christian armor is truth. We have it. The breastplate, very interesting. This, this piece right here, what does it protect? Notice, it protects all the vital core body parts, the heart, the lungs, the liver, the kidneys, the, the stomach. It protects, you know, if, you, if a sword penetrates your, your core, you're not going to survive. Liver, right? Heart, lungs. So what does God give us? He gives us a breastplate to protect us. What's that breastplate compared to? To his righteousness. So we serve the one who's just. He is a God of justice. Justice and righteousness is what he's protecting when we are wearing this armor. Wouldn't it be terrible if someone did something to you wrong or there was some injustice in your life and it was never repaired or never corrected? But there is coming a day when everything is going to be made right by Jesus Christ. In the meantime, we wear this shield of righteousness. There's going to come a day when Jesus returns. He's, the Bible teaches us that he's coming again as king. And everything will be made right. Everything? Yeah. Everything. Everyone will have to answer for their sins, for their evil. Everyone will have to give an account to him. It will be like watching a little movie. And he'll show you your life and where you failed. So righteousness is important. So we have a breastplate of righteousness. Now what about the shoes? I mentioned that a little bit ago briefly the shoes act about mobility right to move to walk from one place to run to some place it's about transporting it's about taking something somewhere else right and also the shoes are for protection depending where you're at the shoes can protect you if you're climbing up a steep mountain or you're climbing through uh Let's say the desert, you could be stepping on thorns, you could be step, stepping on rocks. They protect us and they give you mobility. Another thing that shoes do is that they, uh, they help you to adapt to the environment. So whatever you're facing and what you're walking on, you're able to without slipping, without sliding. Where are the shoes going? Well, they're going wherever you're going because you're wearing them, right? What's the point of them? Notice that he says something interesting. He's, he mentions the shoes for your feet, verse 15, 
having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Here's the picture. We're taking the gospel, the good news of peace somewhere. We carry, I don't have my Bible with me, but let's say this is my tablet. I have the words here. I'm carrying the, the word, the good word, the good news. I'm carrying it with, who's taking me? What's taking me? I'm taking me, but what's helping me get there? The shoes. I'm getting, I'm bringing you good news. What is the good news? That we can have peace with God. How can we have peace with God? What does peace mean? Peace means that God is not against you. He's for you. He's not against you. He's for you. And the gift that he offers is eternal life. That's the peace that we have from our God. He's offering it as a gift. Because you can't buy it. You can't earn it. You have to receive it as a gift. So what he's saying that us as Christians, believers, who are warriors, soldiers, and who have this gear, if you would, this equipment, one of the things is we have the right shoes to take the good news where it needs to be heard. That's the idea. Okay? One of the dangers of analogies is taking it too far. It's simply mobility. It's simply referring to us that our feet are protected, right? That uh, we uh, can adapt to the terrain. So what kind of shoes would the soldier wear? Boots, like combat boots. You ever hear about that? Those look like combat boots. Or hiking boots, like when you go hiking. Or if you're going to go to come out of the shower, what do you wear? Your little slippers, your moo-moos, right? You ever see those little Turkish ones? They have a little thing in the end, a little ball. They're so cute. But try wearing those in a battle. You're going to be losing your step. So the Christian warrior, even though in the, he's in the battle, he understands that he's taking good news of peace. Isn't that nice? La, uh, the next one is the shield, the shield of faith. Again, the shield functions for protection. So it will block or deflect anything that comes its way. In the times of the Romans, it could have been an arrow or it could have been a spear. It could be maybe some kind of rock that they had, like a slingshot. And it protects uh, overall. Overall, I got my belt already felt coming apart. And I was wondering why my pants were falling down. It protects against large objects, and he would they hide behind it. So what are we hiding behind? Faith. The shield for the Christian is faith, where we have our trust in God. This is a hard thing to do. We have to depend on someone else. Faith means that we have confidence in placing into the hands of someone else our lives. And that's what faith is. We're trusting that God's word, that God's promises are true, and we live as though they are. So that's what the shield does. It protects us. Next is the helmet. It protects the head and the brain. The brain is important. Right? It's where we think. It's where we process. It's where we reason. It's where we find logic. It's where we discover. Without a, and sometimes we have, unfortunately, 
we're aware of there are those that have maybe some kind of a brain injury or some kind of um, a cognitive uh, processing delay. And you can see how without everything working correctly, how that person's life is changed, how they're not able to function the same way and execute things the same way. So what God does is he says, I have a helmet for you. You can wear it. And it protects your head, but it also speaks to us about what? What's it? Helmet of what? Of salvation. We have the helmet of salvation. Where would the enemy try to attack probably first? The head. Because if you wound the head, the body, the rest of the body don't work. It doesn't matter. Right? If someone's trying to destroy an organization, they go for the boss, they go for the leader, right? If you're attacking an, uh, an army, you go for the generals. If you take out the leader, you take out the whole, the whole uh, army, right? They'll be without what? Without leadership, without reasoning, without logic. In our case, then, our head our thinking, right, our assurance, our hope, our encouragement in God are protected. If I can get you to believe that you're no good, what's going to happen? Like if I were to tell Yolanda, Yolanda, you're not that smart. Don't don't go for the master's degree or the doctor. Let's see what happens. If I can get in here, what happens to the rest? No action, no defense, right? If I can lie to you, discourage you, make you have fear. Right? Make you turn you instead of a warrior, you're a coward. So the enemy attacks here. This controls this, the heart, which controls your motivations, your desires. Right? If I can convince you. Hey. You don't have to go to church and listen to Pastor Robert. He doesn't know what he's saying. Oh, you know what? I think I'm going to stay home and drink coffee today. And then Wednesday comes around where we have our Bible study. Ah, you know, if, he was, if Pastor Robert was no good on Sunday, he's no good on Wednesday. Right? You see how the enemy, what does he go for? The head. What do we have to protect us? Helmet of salvation. The Lord protects us. He saves us. He rescues us. He frees us, liberates us from those discouraging words, from those lies, so that we can serve him better. So that's where the helmet comes into place. You ever hear people talk about, don't allow negative thoughts? You know, just positive thoughts. And that's true, but it's more true that we're only to have truth in our minds. And the lies will be evident. 
the evidence, when you put light with darkness, you know the difference. But that's where the enemy would attack is our heads. So, last one. The sword. What is it compared to? The Holy Spirit. The sword of the Spirit. So this is God's Spirit. God presents himself to us. He says that he is spirit. Right? The, the sword is the Holy Spirit. And that is also described as what? The word of God. So what we're talking about here is that we have a sword. And it's an offensive weapon. This is how we attack. This is how we go back against our enemy. Otherwise, we're protected in every way. We can move, but we can't attack without a sword. And that's the weapon is God's word. And God's word is sharper than any two-edged sword. The Bible tells us that God's word, instead of penetrating the flesh, if you would, it penetrates our hearts. God's word reaches our hearts. Okay, the spirit, the spiritual, it's a sword, it's the spirit of God. God speaks to our hearts. Well, this is where our spirit is. His spirit to our spirit. You know, one of the unfortunate things of life is death. Have you ever noticed a de uh, of someone that is a loved one? That if you have... And as a pastor, of course, I, I have done funerals. I did one this Friday. When you see the body of someone that's laying there, and they do a pretty good job of makeup, you say, there they are. Well, what's missing? Their spirit. So there is a war, a battle in the spiritual realm. We have a sword. It's called God's word. God's word is what keeps us in the fight. God's word is uh, used to as an offensive weapon. Okay? So is that a good explanation of each piece, how we can use it? I think we can understand. But I want to go one step further. Each item here that we looked at, sword, the helmet, the breastplate, the shoes, right? The truth. All of these speak to us of Jesus. How can we put it on? How can we have all these weapons? Well, really, they belong to Christ. So the only way is to put on Christ. Notice what he says. Put on the whole armor of God. Isn't that what it says? Take it, put it on. So Jesus says in John 14, 6, I am the truth. Jesus, uh, or the Bible says that Jesus is the son of righteousness in Malachi 4, 2. So he's the truth, he's the righteousness. Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, says that Jesus is the prince of peace. And that's where we talk about when we're referring to peace. We're talking about the shoes, right? He's the prince of peace. What else do we find? In Hebrews 12, 2, Jesus is described as the author and finisher of our faith. 
Hebrews 2.10 says he's the captain of our salvation. The book of John, chapter 1, verse 1, tells us he's the everlasting word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then in verse 16, and the word dwelt among us. That is Jesus. So how do I really practically, how do I put this stuff, this, how do I use these weapons? Well, it's only one way. In Romans 13, 14, it says to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we trust or when we put our faith in Christ, then we put on Christ. So when we connect to Christ through faith, when we say, Jesus, come into my heart, he comes into us, but we come into him too. We belong to him. So we put Christ, it's like putting on clothing. In this case, we're putting on weapons. Let me give you an example with a, with a Kleenex. So here I am, walking around, as a don't know Jesus, and I hear about Jesus, and I learn about Jesus, and that Jesus came to the cross. He offered his life as a sacrifice for our sin. He paid the penalty for, and the debt, and the fine that we had against God. And then we say, uh, forgive me, Lord, I've sinned. I confess him, I want to follow you, and I trust you, and you said you will forgive me my sins, and that I can have eternal life. And that's the promise. So when I put my trust in Jesus, what he does is he covers me with Christ. The righteousness of Christ. Christ, he doesn't see me anymore. He sees his son. But I'm right there. I'm in Christ. Christ covers us. When we put our trust in Christ, we're putting on armor. That's how it works. By faith. We're putting on the armor. Isn't that awesome? We put on Christ. So by faith, we're putting on or we're clothed with Christ. He sees us. He sees his son covering us. Amen? So uh, there's an interesting verse in Galatians 3.27. And if you ever need any of these verses, I can share them with you later. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So when we are baptized, we're putting Christ on. So we're safe. Where are we safe? In the battle. We're safe in this life. We can face anything because we have Jesus with us. And by default, we have all these weapons. Isn't that pretty amazing? God is for us. Who can be against us? So if the God of the universe, the creator of the universe says that he's with us, that we could belong to him and he belongs to us, then we're safe. We're safe from spiritual battles. And we're saved. Safe and saved. So let me read the rest. There's one last thing that we need. Verse 18. Could you go to the next slide, guys? Uh, verse 18. It says, Praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. So what we're 
see here is that Paul, the apostle who wrote this, is telling the Christian church, I want you to talk to me. I want you to ask me. I want you to make supplications. Make petitions. Let me know what you want. Let me know how you are. Right? And he says, so we're praying at all times in the Spirit. We're led by the Holy Spirit. With all prayer and supplication to the end, that is, for the purpose to keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication to the saints. What does this mean? We, we're not alone. We have an ally. Who's our ally? The Holy Spirit. As for me, now the Apostle Paul is going to ask something for himself. Remember that he's in prison. That word may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. So he's basically saying, pray that God gives me wisdom and makes me bold so that I can continue sharing the good news. For which I am an ambassador in chains. Remember, he's a representative of Jesus. He's an ambassador. But he's in prison. And that I may declare it boldly. Why? Because if you're in prison, you're more, you might be uh, likely to be discouraged. So give me encouragement to be bold so I ought to speak. I think the rest of it, we can kind of leave it because it's just a closing of the letter. But our word today is that we have spiritual weapons we can use against our enemy. The word today is that we're not alone. We have an ally, the Holy Spirit. And the word today is that because of that, as Paul asks, we can be bold. We're not afraid. We're not confused. Right? We're not discouraged in spite of the fact that the battle rages. We have hope. Right? And we are more than conquerors because Jesus already defeated the enemy and he has defeated death because of the resurrection from the dead. That's our hope. So that's what I would encourage you today to look more into this and to pray and to ask God to help you to understand who you are when you belong to Christ. Amen? All right. So what I want to do right now then is we're going to pray. Uh, we're going to ask uh, God's blessing on the word today. So let's bow our heads. Thank you, Lord. Uh, these ideas are uh, rather interesting, Lord, uh, that we would see life as a battleground, that there's, there's an enemy that we have, the devil himself. But as Christians, we're not alone. And as Christians, we have equipment. We have these pieces of the armor that you described today, that we saw today, that we can use and find victory in all the things we do. We, we understand, Lord, that you have already won the battle for us. We're already winners. We just need to stand. We just need to face whatever comes our way. We just need to have courage. We need to be brave because you're with us, because we have these wonderful tools that you've given us. And we just thank you, Lord. We pray that this message would find a place of understanding in our hearts and our minds. And we give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen.